0: Hey, everybody, it's Bill Courtney with An Army of Normal Folks, and we continue with part two of our conversation with Melvin Cole right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors. Hey, everybody. Uh, Lisa and I have four kids, and um, as they got into their teen years, um, (laughs) uh, wireless service... Uh, became a thing at the Courtney household. And after years of fine print contracts and paying a whole lot more for providers than what I thought, um, if we've learned anything, um, there's always a catch to wireless service. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans were 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, nah, what's the catch? But after talking to these folks, it it really all made sense. And they're in a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass those sweet, sweet savings directly onto you. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. You can say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Um, All plans come with unlimited talk and text, uh, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's not like a cheap plan that you don't get good service on. It's uh, the nation's largest 5G network. You, You use your own phone with any Mint mobile plan, all you got to do is bring your phone number along with your existing contacts so you lose nothing. Uh, you can ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. Uh, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash folks. That's mintmobile.com Dot com slash folks. Guys, cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash folks. Additional taxes, fees, restrictions do apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day.
0: You were running back?
3: Yeah, so I was so running so back. So your
0: junior to, year.
3: So junior year, we go to the state championship. We play against BGA.
0: Battle, it, Battleground Academy? Battleground
3: Academy. And if everybody know Freeze, he got all these fancy plays. I mean, listen, he he was the same guy back then. And he, he trying all this shit, and we lose, and we on the bus. <laughs> and I'm sitting I'm like, look, dude, I'm going back to the hood. like, like. So no,
0: like, you weren't going to go back to Barcrest your senior year? No way. Why not? Why? It wasn't beneficial to me. Well, came, weren't you getting recruited? I came over there for one reason.
3: That was, that was to help them win the state championship. Okay. So in my mind, we didn't get it done. And, and I mean, so when I'm sitting there, I am
0: like- No, man, man, I gotta ask you something. You still have to meet the, at least the remedial academic standards at Briarcrest. How were you doing that? I'm not stupid. I didn't say you were stupid. Yeah. So, you were doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think you were getting some value for that? No. Why?
3: Where was it gonna take, at at the time, where was it gonna take me?
0: Hmm, I see. Because see, here's the thing. There's this thought about kids coming from urban areas and getting scholarships to private schools. It happens all over our country. It does. IMG is a huge one. But I mean, when you look at a Catholic school like Bishop Gorman and they got these studs playing for them, right? You know, their mamas and daddies ain't paying for them to go to school. But right. the trade off is now, in a perfect world, the idealistic trade off is you're going to go play sports for this school and help them win games, and they get to expand their profiles a school as a result of that. But what you get, is instead of getting this A for attendance, lack of education, you're actually going to get taught and get an education? No, nah, that's not
3: how it's explained to you.
0: Fuck no. Nah. I'm holding. They, I'm telling walking. you, that is the idealistic. No, no, no. conversation. No, no, no. Listen, that's great,
3: and, and those are the conversations that's being ha- ha- had by adults.
0: What are the conversations you're having with you?
3: With the kids? Yeah. Hey, man, come over here and play football. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, because you got to look at it. At the end of the day, why are you talking to me? Not because I'm fucking a great student. No, why are you talking to me? Because you play ball. Because I play ball, and your ass couldn't beat ECS. <laughs> That's why you're talking to me. Not because I'm some great guy.
0: Uh, you're not talking to me because no, of because No, let's be honest. You're a drug dealer You see what I'm saying? with Listen. a kid at 14. You don't fit the profile. Listen. When my kid
3: was older than Hugh's kid when we was got to school, <laughs> that's why I was kind of confused about when I got kicked out for premed. Well, we ain't sex. talking
0: about that. We got to get to that. I'm, I'm sitting there like. Uh, all right. So after after junior year, you're out. I'm done. But somebody says, "Now come on back. We're going to freeze. Freeze. Yeah. And so then you know. All right, coach. All right, hey. I'll come back. Hey, hey, how was your relationship with them? Did were you all right with them? Now, I'm gonna tell you this. This is why i tell you.
3: Man, I love Hugh Freeze to this day. Got it. Like, when I tell you, because you know what you're going to get with him. Like, he ain't, he ain't going to bullshit you now. He going he gonna, to he gonna lay it out on that's the table. That's really all you can ask. Yeah, that's and, and, I, and I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm great. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have any. So,
0: because he came to you and you were cool with him, you said, all right, I'll roll it back. Yeah. Let's go try to win a state.
3: Yeah, because he came to me, hey. And he told me, man, I, I know I should have ran you more. He said it. We was on the bus, man. I know I should have ran you more. Hey, if you come back, we gonna I'm, gonna. I'm gonna do this. We gonna. We gonna win. I'm gonna help you go off to college.
0: And cool. so And so, your senior year. Shit,
3: cool. All right, let's get.
0: And it. so
3: I, so I trained all that year, going through the summer. Senior year came around, and and I and I gotta be honest with you. Freeze did his part. I mean, that there was there was college coaches at the game. I mean, I was getting recruited. Like, I didn't – my recruitment wasn't short. By any by any stretch of imagination, you know, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Louisville, Bowling Green. I mean, I was actually going to go to Mississippi State before Jackie Sherr fired his whole coaching staff. Um, if we we had the Memphis Maniacs during that time, so Kippy Brown was mm-hmm. great friends with Hugh. So, I mean – He held his end of the bargain. I mean, that's one thing I I would openly say that, I mean, that's why to this day, if I got a player that that he wants and the player wants him, I mean, I'm going to endorse it. You know what I mean? But so that was the whole thing. Like, all right. I mean, but for me, it was the fact that I was wanted and I was needed. Because walking through the school, and dealing with them kids, man, you you ain't really wanted and needed. I mean, cause But y'all... you're
0: still dealing drugs. Yeah. Because you gotta feed your baby. I'm still So living... you're going to this high-end, wealthy kids all around you. Man, I'm getting Kid, picked up. Kids showing up in the parking lot driving cars nicer than you ever seen.
3: Man, I'm getting picked up from Whitehaven and I'm going to Briarcrest and I'm looking, and I'm like, damn. These kids got this, this, and this. And in my mind, I just will figure like, all right, well, I'm going to get this one day doing what I do. But, yeah, like, that shit was hard. But
0: And you're doing that, but this other life is you're dealing drugs, take care of everything, so you're still in, your, in that life. You're living a double life. I've been living a double life
3: my whole life.
0: This is an extreme. This is an extreme in terms of the culture you're going to school in versus the culture you live. Yeah, night and day. And you win a state championship. And we win a state championship. And then there's a party.
3: There's a big-time party. Tell me about that. Man, to me, I thought it. So here's the thing about it. I've never went to any off-campus parties or anything like that. I've never been associated with Well, you're
0: going back to the hood. Because
3: I'm going back every day. Right.
0: You You ain't staying out near Briarcrest. That was
3: my M.O. It, It was just like work to me. Hey, I get picked up, I get dropped off. I get picked up, I get dropped off. Listen, I know I ain't these people kind. You
0: know hey, I, mean? I gotta ask you about that. Real talk here, bro. The people that are picking you up and taking you out there are white, right? Nah, no, I had a black guy. What, they hire a black guy to ride you around? Nah, no, you wanna hear the crazy part about it?
3: It was another black kid that was on Broadcrest's team too that lived where I lived it. But they fit. But those kids couldn't get freeze over the edge. So this kid, he would
0: come and pick me up and then we'll ride to school together and then he'll drop me out. All right. Well, then my question, I asked it wrong. This is my question. You got to school yeah. and you're surrounded by white teachers, white administration, white everything. Right. The exact opposite of what I was when I went to Manassas. My question is to you. I know what you said earlier about the reality of your life and what's right versus wrong when you're in that environment. But you certainly know there's a different set of rules and standards in Briarcrest because, like you said, you ain't stupid. And you know you're dealing drugs when you're at home. Right. But you know that doesn't go down. I mean, you can't be down with that at Briarcrest. So, you can't? Huh? Why you can't? Because those kids get high, too. Uh, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> don't don't so get my that, too. So question twist. is, did you work your hustle at Briarcrest?
3: No. I wish I could have.
0: But weren't you working a hustle by not working the hustle? You feel what I'm saying? The
3: second the second part of it. Because, see, you got to understand is, Being a drug dealer wasn't the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was the National Football League. Drug dealing was second.
0: What's helping you get there?
3: That's all it was. I see. It wasn't. It wasn't who I was. It was just a means to an end to get me down the road to the next stop sign.
0: That's all I was looking. You for. look back on that and you know now how just pervertedly wrong all of that is. But that's all you had.
3: Why is it wrong? Considering pharmaceuticals is the number one industry in America right now.
0: No. Your what leg. I'm your leg is- hurt.
3: I got a pill. Your arm hurt, I got a peel. Your toe hurt, I got a peel. You coughing, I got a peel.
0: Why so it wrong is because you is end up invasion. dead or in jail.
3: No, tax invasion.
0: Okay, tax evasion too. My point is, this is not what you're teaching kids today. Correct. Because, okay, let me say it a different way. It is so common in your life and in the lives of people that grew up in places like you and still do today, this very minute this is happening, do you ever hear yourself talk about it now and think, you know, wow? Not wow.
3: Uh, It's an inner struggle.
0: Tell me about that. Because,
3: just like you said, now I realize, in the sense of what I what what I deem is wrong, not about going to jail or, or that part. In terms of, man, we're tearing down communities, we're tearing down families. Like that's what I'm talking about. We're tearing it down. So to be a part of that for so long, and then be a part of bringing it back. Well, you have your struggles because then you have those people to say, man, how you going to say this and do this? You was a part of this for so many years. Look what you and your family did to the city. So that's the struggle that you go back and forth, because you know what? I once was the problem. We once were, I mean, it's it's no secret um, with my family, with Bobby and Craig We arguably had the largest, roughest, cocaine rain out of West Tennessee history. I mean, our organization operated in 29 states.
1: We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback.
4: And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge
0: The party at Rose?
3: life changer. Um, man, it was a house party, which you don't normally go to. Which I don't normally go to. Kids are drinking. But hey,
0: we got a state championship. But we I'm got going. hey,
3: we got a state championship. Let's have some fun. Let's go the, kick it. The team, the teammates, then convinced me. Come on, come on, Melvin. Come on, you never hang out with us.
0: Which is kind of cool.
3: And, and listen, and. It was, so I thought, so I mean, we having this party, you know what I mean.
0: Did you ever think you'd be hanging out having a party with a bunch of white kids from suburban Memphis?
3: No, it never crossed my mind.
0: Yeah. Because
3: the whole thing was.
0: Teammates and.
3: Teammates, I went home every day. Yeah. So we went in the state, we won a state championship. I got the guys on the team because. Now, what I will say is those guys that played on the team with me at Broadcrest. They didn't see white and black. Like those I can genuinely say those were your teammates. Those were some of my dudes. Like, like, I still talk to some of them to this day. Like, like those are my dudes, white and black. So we never, the football aspect of it, we never looked at it like
0: that. It's weird how football breaks down that barrier.
3: And that's one thing. When I
0: you can, hurt and bleed together. It's totally different. It just doesn't matter. And,
3: and Freeze was good at that. He was good at blending. Everybody together. So in my mind, all right, teammates want so, to. So, so the party
0: was safe. That's what I'm trying to establish. In
3: my mind, it was it, it was safe. It was it it was, it was sanctioned. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it, you got a bunch of kids with alcohol and shit. We didn't buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it was sanctioned. So you know, girl, she wanted to have sex. I mean, she she was hot. She looked good to me. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't out of it. wasn't like I was the only guy in the house having sex. You know what I mean? It was. It was a few of us. You
0: know what I mean? Um, a high school party full of 17, 18-year-old teenagers and alcohol. Dude, feeling good about themselves after state championship. After state championship. Well, I mean, yeah. what do you think going to Especially for a guy with a 2-year-old at home. So, th- th-
3: this particular room me and the girl was in, some guys bust open in the door. You know, we were young or shit. We don't stop. You know what I mean? We're 17 years old. What are you going to stop for? Y'all know how to, I mean, everybody's, and, man, I didn't think anything of it. And what? I didn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? It was, it was fun. I mean, she was cool with it. I was cool with it. It was, it was fun. so, we get back to school, and I'm coming out of the cafeteria, and all the guys start clapping. Oh, no. So, I'm like, I'm like, all right. So, you know, at the time, principal and everybody want to know, like, where is everybody clapping about? So I tell the story. of What happened? So you like, tell who? So I tell the principal. I tell Freeze. You tell him. What I'm lying about? Like, th- th- what am I lying about? The girl didn't scream rape. Like, what am I lying about? It was. It was nothing to lie about.
0: I you, mean, I got you. You do you realize? I got a two year old. You know I'm fucking. Do do you realize the the profundity of that blatant honesty about what am I going to lie about, but also the naivete of it? How naive at that time for you to not recognize the danger in that story? Absolutely. Profoundly honest, but equally naive. And the reason I'm saying that is without mentorship, without coaches, without somebody who truly cares about you, when you're in an environment like that to win football games, but you don't have the full proper support, you're bound to fall into a pitfall. So in my mind, you really didn't do anything wrong. But at Briarcrest Christian School. So, and that was the
3: thing. So they says, well, you know, that's premarital sex.
0: I said, I, said, I got a two-year-old. I said, dude, y'all knew I had a fucking two-year-old.
3: Like, what, what, huh? And he looks at me and says, you know, hey, there's some things you just don't do. And right then I knew. Black boys ain't supposed to touch white girls. I learned that lesson that day, and I was kicked out. And I got that very clear.
0: All right, so let's talk about that for a second. I've heard you say that before. Yeah. First, I want to make it really clear. Lisa and I raised our children based on our faith and based on my steadfast belief as a father that you need to wait to have children you need to preserve yourself and i want to be careful not to sound like a prude because i didn't do that when i was in high school i was just like you i didn't have a kid but um I, i guess what i'm saying is i don't want anybody to think i condone HAVING CHILDREN OUT OF WEDLOCK AT 15 AND ALL OF THAT. I THINK THAT'S, that's DANGEROUS AND BAD AND DESTRUCTIVE IN MOST CASES. AND um, I DON'T WANT TO CONDONE IT. HOWEVER, HEARING YOUR STORY, YOU CERTAINLY UNDERSTAND IT. BUT TO HEAR YOU SAY, THAT'S WHEN I LEARNED BLACK FOLKS AIN'T SUPPOSED TO HAVE SEX WITH WHITE GIRLS. Um, ARE YOU SAYING THAT IF A WHITE KID had not admitted to having sex at that party that they also would not have been kicked out? This is what I'm going to say. They knew I
3: I wasn't the only one having sex at that party.
0: You were the only one that admitted it.
3: The kids were mad. Matter of fact, one of the teachers told me, Melvin, I wish you had a lie.
0: There's the naivety part.
3: That's what one. wanted, because at the end of the day, I was never a bad person. I did bad shit, but I was never a bad person, so I never left. You were
0: causing trouble to school. No, of
3: that. that's not who I am. That's, 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 I've, I've never been that guy.
0: But isn't it a horrible thing that, from that experience, you took from it, well, that's what happens to black guys that have sex with white girls. I mean, 20 years ago, that was the case. Look, man, I get it. I just want our listeners to get it.
3: Yeah, 20, 20, 20, 22 years, 25 years ago, that was that, that was the case here in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, you got to still think about where we at. We still got a street downtown called Auction.
0: No, they changed it two years ago.
3: Oh, well, great.
0: Yeah, you talk about the bridge? Yeah, but when I was in school, what it was called? Auction. When I grew up, it was auctioned. And for everybody to listen, That's the, they auction, uh, out the, the auction Street Bridge connects uh, Front Street with what is Mud Island and it goes over what's called the Marble Bayou right next to the Mississippi River. And the reason it's called Auction Street Bridge is because that's where the barges rolled up to the backside of Front Street and unloaded the slaves. And that's where they had their slave auction. And until four or five years ago, we still had that street called Auction Street. And that was Auction Street Bridge because that's where Black human beings were sold.
3: So, you got that that just changed four or five years ago, and my experience was over 20 years ago. So, lesson taught, lesson learned.
0: So, you get by hook or crook, you get back into Whitehaven, you're able to graduate, and now you got your scholarship and you go play college ball. Yeah. So, I was. But you learning. still got that kid yeah, and I'm that baby hustling. mama, so you still dealing drugs?
3: Still hustling.
0: So, tell me how the hustle went. It was
3: simple. When I wasn't playing football, I was hustling. When I wasn't working out, I was hustling. Where did it lead? Distorted thinking.
0: There was a night you were in a car, and things got bad. I was in college. Um,
3: So I was dealing out of Chicago. And... I originally met these two brothers when we first set up the deal. And I had gave them about three, four pounds of weed. And I was going to swap it out again, give them more, get the money, swap it out. And um, I'm in the car with the brother. And he says, my brother be on the way, no big deal. So we're doing small talk. And he changed the conversations to crack. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit. He's- you think he's law. Yeah, I think he's fed. It's all day long. Right. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to kill him, kick him out of my car, and get back out of here.
0: Now, let's be clear. You ain't ever shot or killed nobody before this. Before what? Before this night. No, that's, that's part of the game. No, but you thinking, I'm going to have to kill this guy and dump him by my car so I can get out of here. Correct. But up until this point, I mean, you ain't ever killed nobody. <laughs> okay maybe I'm wrong it's part of
3: the game let me ask you. so let's say when you go to work you grab your briefcase right <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah.
3: it's just all the shit that comes with the game you don't like you don't pick and choose what you do in a drug game
0: cause that shit come at so you so you're literally just making a value determination that this guy's got to go
3: Because he's the face. It's me and him. Okay. Because if you don't go, I'm jammed up on selling to an undercover.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you
4: can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
5: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
0: Turns out he's not the feds. He's
3: not the feds. So as I'm hesitating on the decision to kill him, all I hear is, So once I turn around, now his partner got the barrel of the gun in my face. So I reach for my gun and he hits me twice, once in the shoulder and once in the back of the head. They take the money, they take the gun, take the weed, and they take off. And I, I remember, I'm sitting in the car and I go, damn, I thought I was gonna go out in a shootout. So I crossed my arms, I crossed my legs, and I laid there. And i never forget The police and the MLMs come and everybody's screaming and it's this this lady. And I tell her, I says, where's my phone? Reach and grab my phone. So she gives my phone and she puts it right here. And, And during the whole ride to Cook County Hospital, she's like, baby, fight for your life, fight for your life. And I'm like, nah, just let me die, I'm tired. I've been doing this shit for so long. I'm tired. So she's like, nah, baby, nah, baby. Fight for your life. Fight for your life. And the whole way I'm trying to convince this lady that I'm tired and she's convincing me to keep fighting for my life. So we make it in Cook County Hospital and I'm covered in blood and all that and the doctors come in and then after. My vitals and everything is stable. They come back and they say your cousin is here to see you.
0: Your cousin in Chicago. You ain't got no cousin in Chicago.
3: I said no way. I said hey, don't let anybody come back here. I don't have a fucking cousin. So I called my friend. Hold it.
0: Do you think they're coming to finish?
3: Yeah, because they know the consequences if I'm alive.
0: Because they feel like you're gonna talk. No, no, no. My bad. You ain't gonna talk. I'm gonna get my lick back. You getting back?
3: I'm going to get my lick back.
0: I get it. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. I understand. That's football, but that's also apparently the gang world.
3: Yeah. That, I mean, that's. I mean, it's not even the gang world. That's life. I get it. I'm going to get my lick back. If, you, if you're if a lawyer and you lose a case, guess what? I'm going to get my lick back when I see that attorney again.
0: Yeah, they ain't worried about you talking. You know what? I never even got that until sitting here looking at you. The law was not the problem.
3: No, you I was the problem. You were going to be the problem. Yeah, me and my family was the problem. I see. If anything, you want the law to come, I'm going to help you out. So from there, I I took off, and my friend picked me up, and he... he,
0: Come out. They didn't operate. No, I left. You still bleeding. You got bullets in you, and you get up and roll. I leave.
3: Shoot out. My friend picks me up. He tied me at his girlfriend's apartment. I called my mom. I say, mom, the drug deal went wrong. I need a flight out of Chicago. My mom books the flight for me the next day. And this is when my body starts to shut down as I'm getting back to Memphis. So at this time I had a connecting flight from Chicago to Atlanta, Atlanta to Memphis. Well, they end up having some weather and some other stuff. So I get we get stuck in Atlanta. And my body's still shutting down. They put us in this hotel. So I go to the front desk and I tell the lady, I said, Is there any way I can charge my phone? I'm about to die. And I just want my mom to know where she can come pick up my body. So they let me use the phone. I called my mom. I told her, I said, hey, I said, I'm stuck here. They say the plane supposed to come at this time. I said, but I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. And I just want you to know where to come and get me from. So, made it through the night. The, hot, the hotel, they shuttle us back to the airport. I'm in a wheelchair. They Are you bleeding? I'm still covered in blood. So the blood is dry by now. They're, they're putting you on an airplane with this on, or are you hiding it? No, I'm just like that. My mom... My mom bathed the blood off of me when I got home. Wow. Yep. So my mom bathed, when I get, when I get to Memphis, my brother picks me up. And if anybody knows my brother, is, he, he's the ultimate hard ass. I'm talking about, I've seen him one, cry one time in my whole life and that's when he was picking me up from the airport and I knew I was fucked up cause he don't cry. We got home, my mom bathed me, all my gang members and family, they came over, uh, and we talked, but it was my father. That night, my father's arguing with my mom. He said, Roberto, I'm telling you, something else wrong with that boy, he too tough. There's no way he'll be acting like this if he got shot in the shoulder. Something else is wrong with that boy. I'm telling you, something else is wrong with him. He's too tough. The next morning, you ever seen those little pocket flashlights? Yeah. He shines. He said, boy, the same holes in your head is in your back. Did you get shot in the head? I said, man, I don't fucking know. I reached down for my hammer, and the motherfucker went dumping. I said, I don't know. They took me to the hospital. Fractured skull, bullet and occipital load. That's when I was rushed to the med, and I stayed in the med about 14 days. I, I lost the ability to read, write, a lot of that, because so the occipital load is the most sensitive part of the brain. It's where your memory center is, it's your vision, it's your everything, and that's where the bullet was lodged. And I grew pissed. Yeah, man, I had a conversation with my uncle, and he was like, man, look what the dope gang did to you. Like, it took every fucking thing from me. So from that day forward, I made a vengeance to, to get back on the dope game. From everything it took from me, from my, my grandma to my family to my football career, my hope. And I just raised war on the drug business after that. I said, I'm going to put the game down so hard that they either going to have to kill me or I'm going to do life in prison.
0: For those of you listening, there may be some background noise. It is a absolute dropout thunder rain behind me, which the irony of ironies is the skies opened up and dumped while Melvin told that story. Um, You survive it. By the grace of God. And then you get, you finally get arrested. And what you've said is, drug dealing leads to two things, death or jail.
3: I tell kids all the time. You cheated Yeah, That's the ultimate reward.
0: (laughs) But you cheated one of them, but you couldn't cheat the other. What happened? Lack of discipline. Lack of discipline?
3: And for people that know me, that's that's, that's not who I am.
0: You had a weak moment one day. I did. What happened?
3: We was running drugs back and forth through the Greyhound. I had created a, found out a system how you can run from Dallas to Memphis, to Memphis, to Ohio, through Louisville. And if you did it at certain parts of the night, the Greyhound was closed. So there was no security, just basically buses transferring people. And that was our route. And for years, I never got off that route. And at this particular time, I was dating this girl who I had kind of got soft for. And I hadn't seen her in probably about two weeks as we was hustling and kind of getting it going. And, and I and at this time, I was supposed to just make a quick trip and go back um, because the load was light. And she begged me, she's like, just see me, baby, just see me, just see me, just see me. And I felt weak and I opted to get off the bus in Cincinnati, and have her drive the rest of the ways. And I called one of my homeboys. I said, "Put your cruise control on sixty-five, and I'm gonna call you in an hour. Wherever you are, that's where I'm at." <laughs> <in. laughs> that's
0: how you could track him.
3: No, no, that's how I knew he could never set me up at the time. That's spot. what I'm
0: talking about. You yeah. tracked his time and his mileage.
3: Yeah. So not, you don't you don't know where exit I'm gonna say, "Hey, Bill, this is where I'm at." So you just drive, and I'll call you in an hour. I got it. In between that time, I'm hanging out with her. We in the car, we getting jiggy. I'm doing all the shit I'm not supposed to do. I call him, he finally pull up. Well, shortly after, the police pulled up too. Mm. Police said, we gotta call two suspicious cars back here dumping trash. Said, man, trash, don't fucking trash on the ground. So then the police asked for everybody's license and identification. He said, can I search the car? I said, nah. He said, if you ain't got nothing to hide, why can't you search the car? I said, I'm kind of in a rush. I got somewhere to be. He said, oh, it won't take long. Then my partner said, man, it's a fucking Tahoe. How it won't take that long? Please step out of the car. I knew it then. So I thought, I said, if I run, I'm leaving them, and all they're going to do is snitch on me. I said, might as well eat it. You know, I told him, don't search the car, so I got a chance in court. So we step out. He find the first brick that was wrapped up in clothes. What's this? Man, I don't know. Shit, you put it there. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled the second brick out. I said, all right, man. Those are mine. He don't know nothing. She don't know nothing. Go ahead, take me down so I can make bond. Cause in my mind, it was a small order. The police had violated my rights and I thought I was good. I mean, that's partially why I'm smiling on my mugshot. And um, boy, it kind of took a turn from there. So I mean, I was, I get in there and, they move me in in the middle of the night and they think they got this big fish because this is a small town, Sydney, Ohio, and they thinking they got this big fish. And I'm thinking like, man, my lawyer is going to beat this. like. And I remember we get ready for breakfast the next morning. I'm on the news and the guy says, that's him right there. And I tell him, I said, yeah, I'm not going to eat lunch with y'all. I said, whatever bun he give me, I'm gonna make it. And I'm gonna be out of here. I said, "This ain't what I do." I said, "I'm, I'm fed. I ain't no state guy. I'm fed." And as I'm walking back to my cell, there was this old guy, and he said, "Young blood, come here." He said, "You really got that money like that?" I said, "My money long, longer than train smoke." So he slid me this number. He said, "Well, if you really got that number, call this guy, and he'll help you out." So that's when he gave me my lawyer, Patrick Mulligan, Super Lawyer of the Year.
0: That's how you got it. That's
3: how I got Pat. So we went to court. They gave me, they gave me the 100000 cash and bond. My, my family has a bills bond here, Willie Harper. What's that bills bond. He bills everybody out. He billed Shaw out. He was the first guy to bill a million dollars. He came and got Shaw for a million dollar bond off a of murder in Atlanta. So... We bonded out, and I told them, I told the guys in there, I said, hey, listen, this is what's going to happen. I said, they're going to call my name, and y'all can look out that window, and you're going to see a blue truck. And I said, when I get in there, she's already going to have my blunt rolled up, and I'm going to blow the smoke out. That's exactly what I did. So when I got out, I called Pat. He said, Melvin, I was expecting your call. How soon can you get here? I said, how far are you away from... He said, about 90 minutes. I said, I'll be there. I went in with Pat and told him what happened. He chopped it all up. and He said, all right. Well, during that time, we were just thinking it was one case. So while I'm out on bond fighting this case, I'm sitting at home. And, man, it it probably was a million fucking police. I'm telling you, they was I thought they was crawling out the ground. It was so many of them like roaches. I'm, just, I'm thinking like <laughs> who is they about to come pick up? Like, yeah. So they bust in, they want to know Melvin, and I'm all right, that's me. And they snatched me up, and I'm trying to figure it out. And there was a secret indictment. So one of the guys that I moved from Memphis to Ohio to help me run the cocaine ring, he spoke for 8 minutes and 38 seconds on an anonymous call. Launched the investigation, so now... Here I was sitting without a bond on this case. So what a lot of people what I learned was so the feds created what they called the RICO Act to break up the mafia.
0: Yeah, or, the RICO Act was all about the mob.
3: All about the mob. So every state set up their own version of the RICO Act to break up inner city organized crime.
0: Which is a lot of gangs and, and drug cr- dealers
3: and the crazy part about it so the way they they consider a criminal enterprise is four or more people doing the same thing and you're creating over $5,000 so there I was facing com- uh conspiracy to corrupt activity and five cocaine charges and i was facing more years than i've been living but at that time, it didn't matter to me because I knew I was in my early 20s. If I did 20 years, I'd come home at 40. I'd still be king. If I did 40 years, I'd come home at 60, and I still had the rest of my life. So I was cool with it.
0: And did they sentence you or you took a plea? So I took a plea. That and was. you got? 58 months.
3: So I got 68 months, and 68 that was, months. and that
0: was, um, just under six years, right? And
3: the crazy thing about it is, if we wasn't so scared, we could've, we we probably could've beat it. So, Pat ended up filing a motion to suppress the evidence because the police found it the wrong way and blocking the car, and it was an unlawful detainment. Uh, but my co defendant, he wasn't strong. And Pat said, he said, Melvin, if we put him on the stand and you lose.
0: You're doing 20 or 40.
3: You out of here. So going through that, the first case, they gave me 24 months. Pat talked to the prosecutor on the other case. He got the big charge to corrupt activity thrown out completely. So I ended up eating four charges of trafficking cocaine. So they gave me a total of 44 months from this case, 24 months from the other case. We got it, ran it together with a total of 68 months. So, and the agreement was, I paid the drug fine, I stayed out of trouble, and I agreed to do all the classes. Um, and they wanted me to do the search program because I was adamant about not having a job.
0: So, and where do you do your time?
3: Dayton Correctional Institution. That's
0: in Ohio. In Ohio. So, for our listeners, they're like, where's the redemption? Because this is a wild story. <laughs> your life is wild. But the redemption's coming. But all of this was important to lead up to prison and what changed your life and why. Tell us. Uh,
3: one night, it was just our normal, getting ready for lockdown. You know, just nothing different. And as I'm walking back to my cell, I'm witnessing this young boy get brutally raped. I'm talking about he yelling, he screaming, he got blood skeeting out of his ass. I mean, it's, it's, it's something I've never been, I've, I've never even seen.
0: You're, you witness a guy getting raped in the jail. Six on one. I have a question. Where are the... I, I hear this. I, I have been told by numerous guests and stuff I've read. I mean, the gangs and the drug trade, and there's as much happening in the jail as out. Yeah, the jail run the streets. I, I get it. Where are the guards? Whatever. Do the guards are they aware and turning their back or they just so few of them they don't even know both and so there's this inmate getting gang raped yeah <laughs> and That's, you saw this Yeah,
3: man they were killing that boy they were killing that boy
0: was it a was it a gang thing it wasn't my business
3: that's what it was
0: you just keep your head down and keep walking listen you don't be no part of it
3: i immediately went to my cell and, and i dropped down and said god that cannot happen to me period i'm killing all of them and then i'm killing myself that right there nah, that can't happen to me
0: period because if it does...
3: I'm killing their ass. You're going to
0: get your look back. I'm going to kill every single one of and them. Then you and you ain't never going to be able to face nobody after it happens. And so I'm going to kill myself.
3: Kill so I told God right then, I said, listen, if you can protect me in here, when I get out, I unbury um, all my money and I commit my life to saving young boys that look like me. I said, but that, that shit can't happen to me.
0: So you're telling me after the trauma of a crackheaded and mean drunk grandmother, an absentee father getting shot in the head, getting shot in the shoulder, Turn down near dying kid, in an Atlanta hotel, uh, being in gunfights and the gang and the life and seeing everything you saw after all of that and how hard you must have been there was still something so hard it even would have broke you. Absolutely. And it was that for you.
3: Because here goes the thing about it. Everything that you said before then, I was prepared for. They
0: told me that's what this... But nobody told you about that.
3: Nobody told me about this shit. You know I me? Mean? Hey, you ain't coming home. Hey, man, you know, they fucking in prison. No, that ain't, that ain't what they coming home saying. That ain't what they say in the rap songs. No. Didn't nobody know that shit. I didn't.
0: And so you dropped on your knees and you made a deal with God. Period. Dude, I
3: can't go. Listen, I'm trying to tell you. A real man knows his limitations. That shit, ain't no coming back from that. In my mind, ain't no coming back from that.
0: We'll be right back.
1: 2025 QX 80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue global, you can do more than take classes. You
4: can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life, earn a degree. You can be proud of and get an education. Employers respect. It's time your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue global Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
5: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
0: The very second interview I ever did was with a guy named John Ponder, who spent time in a federal penitentiary for bank robbery after a life of crime. He now is in Vegas and operates one of the most successful re-entry programs for former felons in the country. As you know, I'll let you finish my sentence. What percent of people that were in jail returned to jail?
3: 85%.
0: That's exactly right. The national number, I think, is 87 now. The recidivism rate of the people that go through his program is only eight. So instead of 85% going back to prison, only eight. So you can imagine his success. We're not going to get into telling his story. If you want it, pull it up on an army of normal folks. John Potter, phenomenal story. He made his deal with God in prison and asked the judge in the robe to not be his judge, but for God to be his judge and to judge his heart. And he swore if he would ever get out and not have to spend the rest of his life in jail, he would do what he has now successfully done. That's John Ponder's story. That's your story.
3: Yeah, I was scared. Simple. Man, you got extra set. Six on one, what can you do? Hope they hurry up. Mm. That's what you could do. Hope they hear the fuck up. I don't like them odds.
0: So you made the deal. You get out of jail and it never happened to you. Never happened to me. But now you on a hook because you done made a deal with God. Right. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> because here's the deal. You make a deal with God and he holds up his end of the bargain. You damn sure better hold up yours. Or he's going to bat
3: you at the park.
0: That's right. So what's the first thing you do?
3: Honestly? Yeah. Go look for the dude who snitched on me? Yeah. First thing I did.
0: A lot of people make deals with God when they're in jail. When they get out, they start thinking, ooh.
3: But the thing that got me was God immediately showed me that same scene back in prison. The only difference it was me. hmm so that was my, uh, I mean, cause I was, I've told people, I, I I want an angel when you first get out. Nobody is, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. When you're in prison, you 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 lie to God to try to get out. You know what I mean? And So that, and that's what I first did. And I mean, it was, it was quick. God show them, all right, renege on me. And that was when I, I all right,
0: Let's do what I said I was gonna do. And you started with little league football, right?
3: Yeah. So actually before I even started with little league football, I just started helping normal kids that I knew. So I opened up, so I opened up a gym, because my PO, so I started off as a personal trainer, because my PO was all about me getting a job. Like it was, cause I had this thing about, i don't want a job like i had a bad experience at 16 and it's not gonna happen so that was the whole thing she's like you gotta you better get a job or i'm gonna violate you you don't get a job
0: well I mean, let's be honest you've been an entrepreneur since you were nine
3: yeah so i'm sitting there like no like uh, and then i tried the nine to five the shit didn't work you know what i mean it was, i, I it was right when steak and shake first came on goodman road and you know i'm i'm in there and if anybody knows Steak and Shake, all the baseball teams come in and then you got the screen jumping and I'm trying to keep up with the burgers and this damn manager yelling and the, my glove done got stuck to the grill. I'm like, all right, you know what? Hey,
0: <laughs> I'm opening the gym.
3: I'm going. No, this is when I was young. So that's oh, I what, see. That's what pushed me back into the streets. It was like, nah. So ever since then, I vowed never to have a job. And with me being honest, doing my whole deal with fighting my case. with well, the prosecutor and everybody, that's how they was gonna stick it to me by making me get in this job. So I take a personal training job at the French Riviere and me and his other guys, we were having like this, I guess this territorial contest or whatever. And I just like that. I'm gonna go find my own, like this is crazy. And so, then one day, the manager comes and he hands me my check. I said, hey, slow down. You missing some money over here, buddy. <laughs> I said, uh, if we doing personal training and I get a percentage, I said, this is, not a, this is not enough. I said, where's my points on the package? And then the guy says, what? I said, I said y'all don't talk like that. Where's the rest of my money? So then the guys was, no, you top out at this right here. No way. I'm going to get my own gym. It's no way. No, we get points on the package in the streets. No, not doing this. No way. And I wanted to open up my own gym, and so I started. But then from there, I wanted to help kids, but they couldn't afford to pay. So I said, fuck it. Come on in. I want to hit
0: Same reason way. why lots of kids in, in the urban areas can't play Little League sports. They can't afford the cleats. They can't afford the... That's why I didn't play. Right. I get it. So the first thing, so when
3: I got a chance, I said, once I got done helping my small group of kids, I said, I'm going to start a Little League too. And that was my whole plan. Even when I was in prison, I was telling the guy, I'm going to give these kids the little league experience that I always
0: wanted. And never got. And never got. And just maybe they'll see a way different that than me. drug dealing and just, gang banging.
3: Just maybe. But if I can provide this for them, you never know what is gonna change in them. And so that's where I started. I got me a little league team. Everything was free. I bought the kids. You covered print, it. Shoulder pads, helmet, jersey, cleats, socks. I mean, we were suited and booty. And I traveled the kids. We went, we was the first. Little League team in history to play AT- AT&T Stadium in Dallas is on YouTube. It was the first team to do it. And we traveled to kids, and I wanted to expose them. And I wanted to give these kids everything that I didn't have. And then it just, from there, I'm dropping kids off. Someone was going home to
0: nothing. Folks, folks don't understand, Melvin, if you're going to coach kids in the hood, you also are going to run a taxi service. Yeah, Uber. You the yeah, free Uber? You the Uber.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. If if you care about this kid participating and having a future, well, you gotta go pick him up.
0: That's right. Just like they did for you at Briarcras. No different. Same deal. No different. I know. And but from there, the
3: man in me, man, I can't drop kids off on the porch at foot home projects.
0: Like, come on. Talk about that for a second. Like I, Foot Homes, remember it's a national audience. Foot Homes is one of the roughest
3: projects in Memphis right now. It's currently torn down.
0: Yeah, it was one of the roughest projects in the United States. Period. Yeah. So with me, third, that, third most violent zip code in the U.S.
3: So with me knowing that and me being a part of that, there's no way I can leave this eleven-year-old boy out here.
0: And literally, when you drop him off, they they might go curl up in a chair on the porch because they ain't got nowhere to go. Well. My little guy, Bobby, that's what he was actually doing. Like, nah, you
3: you coming home with me. We ain't going to do that. Then when you look up, his mama don't call you till three days later looking for him. So now in your mind, you think Three days. So now in your mind, you think like, damn, if I would have left him on the porch, he would have been there for three days. Man, I can talk about my grandma all day long, but shit. I came in the house. Mm. So it was one of those things that it took a life of its own.
0: I want to I talk about something real quick, just a little off subject. Um, in urban areas, there's all kinds of vernacular that's different than suburban areas. Correct. There's a whole different language. There's a whole different dialect. There's a whole different everything. I think we can all agree to that. That's, Correct just the truth. And then there's one in Hispanic, heavily Hispanic urban areas. It just is. One of the ones that is withstood the test of time is my kids will ask their friends, where do you live? Kids in the urban area will say, where do you stay? Yeah. I always thought that that was really poor grammar. Until I understood, it's actually perfect grammar. Because many living. of these kids don't live anywhere. It's just where they stay that night.
3: But right, listen to what I'm saying. It's where you stand that night, that month, that week.
0: Because there ain't nothing permanent.
3: I ain't shit permanent. What's permanent is change.
0: That's the clicking fan, Melvin. Listen what I'm telling you. That seems so foreign to most of the people listening to us, but to kids from the urban areas of our cities that's just the click and fan they don't even see it anymore it's not that they don't know English they're saying it right where you stay and if you really grasp that how do you expect a kid to learn how do you expect a kid to be loved how do you expect a kid to read on grade level by third grade he ain't thinking about getting lullabies and being read to. He doesn't even know where he gonna stay that night. And if he ain't got nowhere to stay, he probably ain't eating. And if you've taken a 36 hour period of time, which is a weekend, if you go to school, you get lunch. Over the weekend, if you get one meal over the weekend, you don't think you upset and angry and irritable and you can't sleep and your stomach growling and you're hungry and you're hurting. How's that kid supposed to learn, and how does he feel cared for, loved, nourished, nurtured, any of it? It's not possible. It is not possible. And so you weren't dropping this kid off on the porch because you know that, so you take him to your house. Yeah,
3: because I know what it feel like. Man, I ain't crazy.
0: You are crazy, but and I, know, I get and it. <laughs> you are crazy, Melvin. <laughs> but in the best sense. In the best way. Yeah. Because you know, you sitting there like, okay,
3: you lead this kid. He got two options, fight or flight.
0: It's almost the same two options, dead or jail. Neither of them are very good, but it's what you got.
3: So then you gotta ask yourself, man, what type of man are you pulling away knowing that?
0: Mm-hmm. That so? Ain't, that
3: ain't that ain't why that ain't why God got you out of the joint.
0: To leave this kid up here on the porch.
3: Nah. So man, you look. Me and my fiancé is sharing a downtown two-bedroom apartment with 15 kids and my daughter. They tearing up shit, they tearing up the apartment pool gates, they tearing up the apartment, they running her crazy. Your
0: fiancé deserves a special place in heaven to even live with your crazy self and nah, all that. Nah, she
5: quit.
3: She's she probably gonna burn to <laughs> <in> hell.
0: <laughs> well, you you hear me. She, yeah, well, good lord. Yeah, so, she, but that's going on, and so now you're thinking. They ain't got a place to stay. They ain't got no food. They're not getting an education.
3: That's me all over again. Even worse. 10 times worse.
0: So you're looking at 15 use.
3: There's no way. So we move them in. We end up getting kicked out of the apartment, obviously. End up renting the house. So we rented the house for the first year when she finally skedaddled. So now I let her keep. We orchestrated where she keeps the name on the lease because as a convicted felon you can't rent. You can't you can't rent in a good area.
0: Yeah, you're still on parole at this yeah. time.
3: You screwed. And so it was one of those things where I did what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? I knew I knew what these kids was going through. Every kid that I deal with is either like me or in a worse
0: of situation. But isn't it amazing? That 15 kids piled into a two-bedroom apartment with you, a convicted felon, trying to do right by them, trying to keep them fed and taken care of, is better than what they had. Because they're looking for love. That's what I'm saying.
3: Like, Listen, it could have been an 18-bedroom house. If ain't no love being passed out, that don't mean shit. You going, man, them kids looking for love. When I hit the streets, I was looking for love. When I joined my gang, I was looking for love. I was looking for acceptance. I was looking for people that didn't, that, that wanted me to be around. Give a fuck if it meant selling weed or blowing your ass out. I just wanted the praise. I wanted to feel good about myself. I wanted to belong. That's all these kids want. Shit, that's what anybody wants. That's why we join fraternities. That's why we get these good jobs. That's why we get all in these social groups. Because what? In the end of the day, everybody want to fucking belong. So when a kid, when you're growing up and you're not getting the love from your mom or your daddy, you got to get it from somewhere. I mean, because you're going to fiend for it. That's human nature. You're going to fiend for love. You're going to seek out love. That's our biggest thing at period Man, before we do anything, we're going to love on you.
0: We'll be right back. Witness the dawning
1: of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a
4: comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
0: So you got this knowledge, you got these kids, you're doing this football thing, and then you come up with this idea.
3: Actually, I got pushed into the idea.
0: How'd you get pushed? I'm surprised anybody pushed you, Mel.
3: Well, life did. Okay. So the whole plan was, so I created this little league team and I made these kids really good to the point where well, we actually took them to FBU on the national circuit. So it was only 200 middle school kids that were invited. 13 of them was mine. Wow. Uh, and one of the kids, two of the kids end up winning MVP in a certain area. So I said, you know what? And at the time, I was training this guy's son that went to a private school and they was adamant about the boys playing with him at the private school. So I'm like, okay. Here it is all over again. Yeah, we're gonna send all these kids to the private school, and they'll get their great education. But now they have
0: me, so they got be- them to erase the na- naivety, to erase the Dang. misunderstanding, to do the very thing I was talking about. You needed a progress that you didn't get. They would get the education, the unbelievable experience, but they would have you to mentor them through that process. To,
3: mentor, to navigate it. Sounds through it
0: good. Like, what? nah,
3: don't say that shit. No, 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 no. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I know it's true,
3: but don't you say that. Yo, I'm going to be back in the ghetto. Don't you dare say that. Uh, and, man, I thought we had a solid plan. The guy who came up with the idea had a pocket full of money.
0: and Big so, heart wanted to help.
3: Big heart wanted to help. His kids was involved. I mean, it it seemed like the perfect fit. And then the guy understood that the kids was going to need support outside of the school to be able to hold up. Perfect. Well, we meet with the administration of the school, and they say, "Uh, we just need them to take this test.
0: The dreaded entry and aptitude test to make sure they can actually handle it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I said, yeah. I said, I said cool. I said, I'm telling you, they're a little bit behind. You know, I don't know how much. So, you know. So the guy was like, oh, no. We probably can make a special school inside of a school. And don't worry about it. Don't worry. We've gotten these kids before. They'll be fine, coach. Don't worry about it.
0: Is so that I, your white person talk? Yeah, that's how yeah, he's talking. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Man. Yeah, that's no. how he's talking. Yeah, if I start trying to talk like a black person, I would look as goofy as that. That's how it
3: was. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So then he comes back, and he's like, they scored in a zero percentile reading, man. Zero. And, I, and at the
0: time, i was thinking like... <laughs> Not 0. 0.5, No z- zero.
3: So I'm like, man, what the fuck that mean?
0: They can't read.
3: No, you know, he did it better. They can't come here. Right. I said, oh, hell. <sighs> All right.
0: And so now... And in fairness. They, the, the 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 school, those schools are not equipped to handle kids that are so far behind. Correct. Where are they going to put them? How are they going to teach them? They're they're going to be behind. So I mean, it's horrible. But the fact is, they can't take them to their school because they're not equipped to deal with yeah. the deficiency in learning that they've had to that point. And I wasn't mad at the school. No, for real. But yeah. I'm just saying. Nobody needs to hear that and think, "Well, that damn school turned their back on those kids." They're not equipped for yeah, that. Yeah, they weren't equipped. They weren't. They, no. Nah. But you got a problem. You got all these kids you care about that need you, and clearly they need an education. Yeah. So
3: that's how I came up with the crazy idea. Which is, I said, "What if we remove them from the school system?" Create a small, nurturing environment that's conducive to learning, that's conducive to being caught up, and they reach their full potential like anybody else.
0: So, so you're gonna make your own school.
3: So at this time, so th- that was a my,
0: paroled, convicted felon gonna start a school.
3: That was the plan. So at the time, uh, Tammy, she was she was a one day a week volunteer and they had one out of town. And I had told her about this great plan, about them going to the private school. And she was calling, checking in on the plan. And I was like, ah. It didn't work out like that. I said, I, I, I said the school didn't take me. I said, but I need your help schooling these kids. I said, this is the idea. She says, Ma'am, but we're not educated. I said, I know. I said, but zero percentile, we know more than they know. So we can just start there. And I told her, I said, if we could just start there and just get just get some people to wrap their arms around. I said, because they're not dumb.
0: They're just untaught. There's a huge difference in being dumb and being uneducated. They ain't dumb. they just not been taught. Remember, aid for attendance. They just
3: they just hadn't been taught. So Miss Tammy dived in head first with me. Um she she reached out to a couple volunteers. They dived head in. I reached out to a couple. And we basically did round the clock education with these kids. So the fact that they were living with me allowed us to do education at night. So that was the plan. We chopping it away, chopping it away. The, the first year we got a 3.7 grade level jump. Man, Tammy went crazy. And then, you know, everybody was like, I was just the first year. So the second year, we get a 3.1 grade level jump on our kids. And now everybody's like, ah, ah. So I said, let's put them against the ACT. That way nobody can say anything if they go against the ACT. So then our kids started to hit the college benchmarks and reading and writing. We had a couple kids with a composite of a 20, composite of 21s. I mean, that was ways away from kids that we had when they first got to us. They was reading on Third and fourth grade reading level. Yeah,
0: but in 20 and 21s, you're qualifying for college, you're qualifying for football scholarships, and you have a proficiency in being able to read, reading comprehension, math. No, 2021 on ACT ain't road scholars, but it's a hell of a flock from zero percentile. Yeah, I
3: you're mean it's huge high,
0: jump. You're cooking with high grease. It's life changing yeah. jump.
3: I mean, and and that's when we said that's when we knew we said it works. I said, y'all, I've been telling y'all. It's the environment. I, the way I grew up is not what I wanted to do. I said and these kids are the same. I said so if we can give them everything that they need to be successful,
0: an education, love, a nurturing environment, and food, compassion, food, and accountability,
3: they flourish. So, so they hit the they hit the benchmark in there and it was like okay. All right, let's, let's be official. Because everybody was talking about homeschool and Tammy was jumping through the hoops with NCAA and turning in this paperwork. And, of course, everybody saying all we did was football. And, I mean, so it was like, no. Now that we know this pilot program worked, let's scale it up. I said, because there's a million Melvins throughout the United States. And they all need what I need. Love, opportunity accountability that's it you don't need shit else you give me those three things i got it i'm good to go so we formed we formed a school um
0: called peer academy spells for stands for
3: so peer stands for progress under restraints and extremes say it one more time progressing under restraints and extremes that's what i've done my whole life And these kids in Memphis that's living in double the national average of poverty, that's living in double the national average of food hardship, that's what they're doing. They're progressing under the most, all the restraints and extremes you can think about.
0: So now you got Pure, the school, and that brings me to where I first met you, where you guys bought a house on a swamp. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. To put a school.
3: You know what? It was actually for us uh, to have a safe place. So doing doing the doing the entire organization, every time somebody found out the truth, they would kick us out. So like I said in the beginning, I had a gym. So I owned my gym for seven years and I closed down my gym to turn it into a school. Well, when the landlord got wind of that, uh, we're not going to renew your lease. Well, the house that we were staying in, when we got on the news, and my landlord found out I was a convicted felon, nah, can't stay here, buddy. So it was at one point that me and the kids went homeless.
1: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with
4: Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time. Your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
5: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations
3: We was literally sleeping on board members' couches, living out uh, my Escalade. I mean, so it was one of those things where, at the time, I went to my board chairman. I was like, John, listen, damn it, I need y'all help. I'm a drug dealer. I ain't had no paperwork. I can't, this, this ain't gonna. Man, I mean, I need y'all to do this. I said, but it's gonna work. Yeah, ex
0: drug dealer. Let's make sure everybody understands. <laughs> yeah. You dropped the life by this point. Yeah,
3: that's that's over with. We, yeah. ain't, we ain't picking that up. Yeah. And man, they they had a heart of goal. I mean they understood they had a heart of goal and they understood the mission. I mean, so so me and Tammy we was running around through the city trying to find a house or
0: You've you talked about Tammy, Tammy
3: Garwin. So and that's, who is Tammy? That's that's like Miss Glue. I mean <laughs> she keep it, she keep it all together, you know what I mean, from me. The boys, the donors—I mean, the bridge. I mean, you gotta be honest. Without Timmy, I ain't getting too many rooms with white boys.
0: She's an angel for you.
3: Absolutely, like without without a doubt.
0: So, now you buy the house that looks like a swamp.
3: <laughs> now we. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought it. We we bought a house that looked like swamp, and I know zero about construction. But I'm so headstrong, and this is what we're gonna do. So I end up mismanaging all the construction money. <laughs> I'm talking about, man, we looked up, me and the boys were living in a house without heat, mm. without plumbing, but we had this big gate that I put up. <laughs> To keep everybody out, so then we start utilizing, we start using the bathroom around the property. You didn't need no
0: gate. Nobody wants to come in a house without heat and plumbing. But you know, what the <laughs> cousin about, about we end up getting Nick Saban to come in. I never forget
3: one of our kids, Chris, at the time was a. Uh, uh, at the time, he was like ranked the 28th player in the country, and Nick Saban comes down and he says, "This is where y'all live." I said, yeah, Coach, unless you got a better spot for us.
0: <laughs> you should have seen last year. <laughs> you should have seen last year. Who yeah. You would have going to visit us in the parking lot in my Escalade. <laughs> hey, that's what you been doing. I was going to take your call in the parking lot this at Walmart. Here, this here is nice. You see the gate? Yeah,
3: I so said, you see the gate? <laughs> so then Jimbo Fisher comes out, and he says, you got the number one kid sleeping on the floor? <laughs> I said, shit, I'm
0: sleeping on air mattress. What you want me to give him? And it was just... And And believe it, this is better than where he came from.
3: This is a lot better than where he came from because he's safe, he's full, and nobody playing with his booty at night.
0: And he's loved.
3: And he's loved. That's all the kids need.
0: And... So you rip out the woods, y'all bring in 300 loads of dirt. Man, so...
3: Now, and that's what I mean another time, so... I'm gun ho knocking down all these trees and we need a field and this, this, and this, having no idea what I'm doing. So after we knocked down over 80 trees, now we're sitting in a 17-foot drop <laughs> swamp. And I'm like, all right, uh, I don't know what to do. I was, I was completely stuck. And I get up. Two thirty in the morning, and I start my meditation and my prayer, and then I, I start my workout. And at this time, they was redoing the Memphis Airport Concorde A, and I'm watching these dump trucks as I go to work. All that dirt.
0: And I'm sitting there like,
3: so I, I said, I'm gonna follow these trucks. I'm gonna figure out where they going and where they coming from. Like I, I, I want to know. So I follow the truck, figure out where they going, where they come from. I'm, I'm clocking the mileage, and I call one of my buddies. I say, hey, you ever heard of this company? I, I Googled them, and they're in car you did. Yeah, 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 I know Can I have his phone number? Because I need some dirt. <laughs> so I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. Finally, I say, hey, listen, I don't track your trucks. I can save you on mileage. I can save you on fuel. And I know somebody is paying you to dump that. I said, listen, you come give it all to me. I need over 380 loaves. You, you come to me. He's like, ah, all right. He hangs up. I'm like, no, I'm fucking serious. So I'm calling him back. I'm calling him back. I say, hey, listen, listen, listen. Just come check it out. If I'm wrong, don't ever fucking call me again. But if I'm right, Give him a dirt. So I convinced the guy to come down and see it. He pulls in with his big black truck and he gets out and you're right. I said, I know. That's what I've been telling <laughs> you. Now can I get my damn dirt? <laughs> and he agreed. And boy, before you know it, they had all the dump trucks from the airport rerouted. And we end up filling in a 17-foot Drop to create our practice field. Which is
0: now the pure football field. It's
3: now the football. So we, once we did that, and I went to donors and told them what we were doing, I said, listen, if you will buy the sod, me and my boys will roll it. We ain't no problem working. We just can't afford the sod. You know what I mean? And we had some foundations to jump on with us. We bought the sod, and me and the boys, we, we, we had over 100 rolls of sod, the big rolls, and we, we rolled it out. Some of it got crooked. We had to pull it together with a rake, and now we had a proud practice field that sent over 20 kids to college.
0: So, for the listeners, my first vision of this campus, this four acres, was a house that had been cordoned off into classrooms with probably 24, 25 kids inside there going to school, but the student-teacher ratio is probably five, six, seven to 1, and then behind the house under a tent is a weight room, and then behind that is another room or another building that looked like a trailer, and then off to the right of that is the practice field And then next to the practice field are the dormitories where the kids live. And how many kids live at Pure Academy typically annually? 23, 4, 5, something like that? 25. 25 kids that are fed three squares.
3: Nah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks.
0: Breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks.
3: and They they love, they get educated. They're working out. We're working out. We take them them all throughout the United States. So one of the things we do the first week in June, we rent a charter bus and we take our kids throughout the country to various colleges and universities. They get a chance to participate in the school camps, interact with the coaches, look at the college uh, campus, what they like, what they don't like. Get exposed
0: to a world they've never dreamed of. Yep. So here's the thing. I was coaching football when Pure showed up, and I'm like, "What the hell's Pure? You know? Because out of nowhere, all of a sudden, there's this Pure, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be this ragtag thing, ain't nothing. Got pushed. That, that was another push too. And, and then I started know some Pure started kicking everybody's ass pretty good. <laughs> Not only was Pure teaching kids, loving kids, providing for kids, they were pretty fair at the game of football too. Absolutely. And how many years since you moved to the Four Acres and actually started the boarding school, how many years ago was that? Five. And considering 25 kids about annually, and that I mean 25 in and 25 out, because some of these are freshmen, sophomores, seniors, and juniors. So they're rotating. So you're graduating 7, 8, 10 kids a year, right? Correct. So that's 50 kids about graduated? And you're saying 20 have gone on to play college football,
3: full athletic scholarships.
0: And the other ones are still going to school. Some are still going to school. I was just bragging. Um, I mean, it's not just about football scholarships; they're getting educated, and moving yeah,
3: on. No, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about football or or even the college. There's this one kid, man. I I love him to death. His name is Ted Brown. Um... And we went through a lot of shit with Terry just kind of... Growing up. Um, His stepdad thought that he could put his hands on the house. Um, So we had to visit with him. Like, nah, listen. I can't tell you what to do with your woman. Because I don't know what's going on. But if you hit Terry again, it's gonna be some serious consequences. Take that for whatever it's worth. I said because you can't get mad at him for the shortcomings of your life. So let's nip that in the bud. So Terry stayed with us, graduated, and he didn't want. To, he decided to go back to Raleigh, Egypt. After the football season, graduated, got a job at Amazon. 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 I called him. I said, Ted, I think you're better than that. I said, nothing's wrong with Amazon. I said, I think you got more than that, though. I said, listen, you're just 18. Come back. Come back to period. Let me, give, me, give me more time. Give our staff more time. Give give us more time with you. It's a lot of shit we we can earn out. And the crazy part about it, I gave him the same speech Freeze gave me. Man, if you trust me, I'll get you to college. Terry trusted me. We sent Terry to Fort Valley in Georgia. First year, Terry flunks out. He called me and said, Coach, I don't want to do this shit. I said, Cool. Cool. So what do you want to do? He said, I want to drive trucks. I want to what? I want to drive trucks. Okay. I said, guess what then? I'm going to help you get your CDLs. We're going to figure it out. So now to this day, Terry Brown is making sixty-five grand driving trucks. He just told one of uh, our staff and some more people that he's driven 15 states in the last two weeks.
0: Hmm. So pure... Even though it does put a lot of good athletes out into the world because of what the program is, it ain't about that.
3: Nah, it's about, it's about producing men. It's about producing more Melvins to save more Melvins. That's what peer's about. Football is just, that's, that's the, how we meet. It's the hook. Yeah! Football's the hook. So you think about it like this. Where else were you gonna meet hundreds of black kids in the hood? Little League football! because everybody think they gonna be the next Michael Vick, Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, which we've already established earlier on ain't happening.
3: Right. So you tell me, hey, you, you wanna be Michael Vick? Cool.
0: But I need four years of high school, three
3: years of college, then we'll talk about that. But before you can ever do that, hey man, these are the things you gotta do. And then by the time you realize NFL is not in the deck of cards,
0: you got a backup, finally, rather than an A for attendance. Mm. We'll be right back.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global,
4: you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
5: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in.
0: So, Pure saving lives, but you want to scale it. I do. So, share with our listeners the unbelievable truth about where Pure is going to be this August. So,
3: the the good part about it, we just bought the old Memphis... Um, Health and Science Academy building in Chelsea.
0: Which is a defunct school. There was a charter school. There was a charter school. And before it was that, it was... It was a Baptist college. A Baptist college. Mm -hmm. But it's a facility on how many acres? It's a facility on seven acres with over 65,000 square feet of buildings. That was defunct and left because the school vacated it. Correct.
3: And it's amazing how much... Damage to a building was done uh. in less than 12 months. I'm talking about everything they could took,
0: they took. And so you guys bought it. You, your board, Pure Academy bought it.
3: And you know the crazy thing about it? That was really a blessing. I got a phone call and somebody was sharing their good news with me. And I was like, okay, what the fuck does that got to do with me? And she says, "Can your arrogant ass just listen for one, just one second, just just one?" I said, "Hey, one thousand four hundred forty minutes of the day, God, need you to get to your point." And she says, "Coach, you can buy the high school." I said, "What?" She said, "Go look at it. You can buy the high school." I said, "For real?" So I drive over there and I go, "Wow!" I said, "But I gotta call the glue to make sure this gonna work. Cause if it ain't gonna work, ain't no even use." It. So I, "Tammy, where you at?" I'm headed. I'm headed back to town. I just came from uh, North Carolina. I said, "Can can you stop by this address before you get to that?" I, I said, "I said five minutes. I just need. To, I just need to show you five minutes." So me and my security and Tamina breaking into this abandoned building, <laughs> And she's like, Melvin, you're right. She's like, ah, it's a hard sale. A lot of people gonna be mad at you because we had already on our current campus, we was already 125 grand into architect fees. We already had a groundbreaking ceremony.
0: About? converting what you had
3: about converting what we've already took uh over four million dollars of donors money and she's like melvin you we gotta do this I, I said i know i said but i needed you to see it first now i got you on board let's go talk to the people that gave us the money because i said if you and the
0: people in the we're money we're about to use this money for something different yeah
3: right? i mean because because yeah they gave it to me but it's, you know what i mean like you gotta be respectful. I mean, and one of the guys that gave me the money—I mean, he was a good friend. He—he he was the guy that spearheaded the whole private school thing that just didn't work out. So, the last thing I wanted to do was tell him, "Oh, we're doing something in Whitehaven." And he look up, and and his money is in North Memphis, in Chelsea, and his name is on a wall in North Memphis. I mean, so, and we told him, and he was like, "Melvin, thanks for calling." It was like, "Normal people wouldn't even call." I was like.
0: And so now, so like, your academy is going to be on seven acres and a 60, how many square feet?
3: Over 65,000 square feet.
0: How many kids can you house?
3: So we'll be able to house over 175 kids, and we'll be able to educate over 350 as a day
0: day. Square. Melvin, in six years, from the back of your Escalade, you're going to be able to house, love nurture, educate, and feed 175 kids.
3: By the blessing of God.
0: And then have a day school that will throw another two or 300 kids into that list.
3: No, 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 no. The 350 is not included, the 175.
0: Another so be, 350.
3: Right, so it'd be like a total of like 525.
0: Or and to be clear, this is not a city school, nor is this a charter school. This is a private, private school.
3: Private school, yes. Category 1, Accredited through the, the uh, state of Tennessee private Department school. of Education. Private school. So right now, eighty-five percent of our funding is private.
0: This is how we break the the chain.
3: Yeah, I've I've always I've always said to break a vicious cycle, you must create a vicious cycle.
0: It's the only way it's gonna work. On your website is a quote that says it's far easier to build children. I'm paraphrasing, far easier to build children than it is to fix broken men. Absolutely. What grade will this thing start at?
3: So right now we got ninth through twelfth, and we wanna we wanna we wanna solidify the 9th through 12th, and then we're going to start to reach back. So our whole, out of the pilot program, we found it that the kids that we that we got younger had even more success. But what kind of derailed our program. The
0: earlier you catch them, the more right. success you can have. That but, seems obvious. Yeah. But
3: what derailed the program is when we had the crazy superintendent who shut down school and football, well, all sports, for inner city kids.
0: And the reason, COVID.
3: So we immediately had to grab a hold to those kids and our kids that was in the program that was affected. So that's how we got launched into just strictly ninth through twelfth. So our whole thing is once we solidify this in two or three years to make sure we got it, then you reach back and peer. Ideally, would be a, a six to twelve school, and then one day we. Um, Maybe in year five, maybe year seven.
1: You why, have an why, elementary. why
0: can't pure? Why can't pure exist in Baltimore and Little Rock and Cincinnati and Chicago and Cleveland it, and Topeka? It can.
3: It can, and it will. Because all those places have the same problem, Melvins.
0: But to scale that, that's a lot of money. Why is this not something that all of these large national brands that are pouring money into naming rights for stadiums and everything else? And I get it. Profits is a necessary measure of any business success, and marketing and advertising promotion is part of that. And so companies are putting their money where they think they're going to get the most notoriety for their brand. I get it. But why couldn't this be a, a national brand thing? That's the plan.
3: Because, like I said, you've asking the same questions that I'm asking. My board members are asking. Supporters are asking. If a company got eight, nine hundred million dollars to invest in warehousing and everything else, well, how about you? You got that same money to invest in the community as well. So I think it's just about having those uncomfortable conversations and not being afraid to have them.
0: The other thing is, Melvin, it's about people just knowing. Yeah.
3: Knowing the the opportunity is there. Yep. That's another thing. That's the biggest thing because I think in in the defense of those uh, corporations, at least the ones I've dealt with, once you make them aware of the problem,
0: and they the help. solution.
3: And the solution. They typically help.
0: Melvin, you grew up a bred, a born and bred drug dealer, and by all rights, you might should have been dead by now. You did time and you saw something horrific in prison and you made a do with God. And it started with little league and a weight program. And by this August, it will have blossomed into a full-fledged private school that has the potential to serve 500 kids that could be scaled across our country and literally change the face of what a private school looks like in our urban areas. Yep. What do you see when you look in the mirror?
3: Just a commitment. Not, not no God that's holier than thou, no better than nobody else. I just simply know God is the last
0: person you want to renege on. Melvin, uh, we're not going to spend all this time telling a story and not ask. Like right. you said, you just got to ask. If people are interested in supporting Pure, partnering with Pure, branding with Pure, or even seeing how to bring Pure to their town, um, all of our guests share their information. How do people get in touch with you?
3: Uh, my email address is melvincoe at pureacademy901.com, or you can also visit our website at wwwpeeracademy 901
0: 501
3: 501c3? Yes, 501c3, tax deductible. Um, we've been in, in good standings over the last 13 years.
0: And to be clear, you're living with and around these kids. This is not Melvin's get rich scheme.
3: <laughs> no, nah, if I wanted to get rich, I'd just go back to cocaine.
0: So no, this is... <laughs> so nah, this, this is this the is, point is... Yeah, this is strictly a if commitment If you hear the story and it's worth supporting, understand these dollars are going to change the most disadvantaged among us kids' lives, mentored by a guy who holds them accountable, teaches them and loves them, and requires that of the whole staff.
3: Hey, that's the, the first thing when we're hiring. Do you love kids? Because if you're here for a paycheck, wrong place, buddy.
0: <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully, some people out there listening will uh, reach out to you, bro. Hope so. We're an army of normal folks and I'll say it again. When passion and discipline meet at opportunity and the person with that discipline and that passion sees a need and takes the opportunity to fill it, amazing things can happen in our world. And we talk about those stories every week and yours is good, gosh, the epitome of it. And if a guy from your background can do it, Why can't anybody else, if they just find their discipline and passion and meet it at opportunity? Um, Man, brother, what a story. What an amazing thing you're doing and have done. The lives you are changing. And um, you know, bro, I'm I'm honored to know you and um, at the risk of sounding condescending, and I hope you don't take it that way, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud to be your friend. I'm proud to know you. I'm proud you're doing this in Memphis, and um, man, brother, um, I can't imagine what this thing's gonna be in 10 years from now. It's gonna be incredible. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. And thank you for joining us this week. If Melvin Cole or another guest has inspired you in general, or better yet, to take action by donating to Pure, by starting something like it in your area or something else entirely, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You can write me anytime at bill at normalfolks.us and I will respond. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends and on social, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Become a premium member at normalfolks.us. All of the things that will help us grow an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week.
1: Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
5: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations,